I'm Mark Riddell, and in today's episode, we're going to spend some time reviewing the Cybersecurity Breaches Survey 2021. Welcome to TechSess, the show that provides the information you need to know so that technology can help your business to be more successful. Okay, so the UK government has been producing the Cybersecurity Breaches Survey now for six years, and they give an overview of how cybersecurity, cybercrime, and cyber attacks have been affecting businesses in the UK. The latest cybersecurity breaches survey was produced in March 2021, and I thought it'd be great to spend some time just looking at the results of that, looking at the data, because you know it's very easy to dismiss information about cybersecurity when the information is provided to you by people that sell cybersecurity services, and that includes us here at M3 Networks. So looking at data that's been taken from surveys of all businesses of shapes and sizes across the UK should give you a pretty independent review of how cybercrime is impacting other businesses just like yours and the things that you should maybe be thinking about doing before a cyber attack impacts your business. Now, a lot of what I'm going to say in this episode is going to be either read from or paraphrased from the latest cybersecurity breaches survey and I'll add my own comments and opinions on things as we go along. So the government has been producing these reports for six years now and the series continues to show that cybersecurity breaches are a serious threat to all types of businesses and among those identifying breaches or attacks their frequency is undiminished and phishing remains the most common attack threat vector. More than 10 businesses are reporting having cybersecurity breaches or attacks in the last 12 months. And just like previous years, this is higher amongst medium businesses and large businesses. However, fewer businesses are identifying breaches or attacks than in 2020. And this is probably a result of a reduction in trading during the pandemic when a lot of businesses may have been temporarily closed or shut down entirely and this would have temporarily made businesses less detectable to attackers in the last year. However, other evidence from the study suggests that the risk level is potentially higher than ever under COVID-19 and that businesses are finding it harder to administer cybersecurity measures during the pandemic. For example, fewer businesses are now deploying security monitoring tools, which is 35% versus 40% last year, or undertaking any form of user monitoring, 32% versus 38%. So this reduction amongst businesses possibly suggests that they are simply less aware than before of the breaches and attacks that their staff are facing. I think it's also worthwhile saying here that obviously, you know, in the last year, a lot of businesses have been focused on keeping the doors open and just staying in business. And obviously that's probably a resulted, you know, less budget to spend on cybersecurity. It doesn't mean that businesses haven't wanted to spend money on cybersecurity, but of course, you know, when it comes down to having the cold hard cash to do things, you do have to make decisions in business. And I can understand why a lot of businesses would have had a reduction in spend on cybersecurity over the last year. By far the most common types of cyber attacks are phishing attacks, which is 83% of all attacks. And this mimics the patterns that we've seen over the last couple of years in 2019-2020 results in the breaches reports. A sizable number of organisations that identify breaches report a specific negative outcome or impact. On average, for those that do, the costs are quite substantial. 
among the 39% of businesses that identified a tax, one in five end up losing money, data or other assets. And one third of businesses, about 35%, report being negatively impacted regardless, for example, because then they require to buy new post-breach measures or have you know, staff time diverted or suffer some other you know, business interruption. But where business have faced breaches with any kind of material outcomes, the average cost of all cybersecurity breaches these business experienced over the last 12 months is estimated to be an average of £8,460. Now, for medium and large businesses combined, the average cost is higher, up at £13,400. I think it's worthwhile just jumping in and saying here that these figures are generally the direct cost of an attack. They don't cover things like damaged reputation, lost future business as a result of this, or the potential that you know some of your existing clients decide to use a different company or supplier, and you might not see the effects of these things for a period of time after you've had the attack, right? So, you know, depending on what you do, it's, it's not very easy or might not be easy for your clients just to shift another supplier, but they may have had the seeds of doubts sown into them after you've had a cyber attack and they may be looking elsewhere and it might take a period of time before that happens. They might be under contract with you and they might not be able to go and you know take their business away, but when it comes to their contract renewal, it might be something that actually does make them look elsewhere. So I think that that cost there that the government have given us an average cost of a cyber attack is probably quite conservative. I think the long-term effect and the long-term cost of a cyber breach or cyber attack is far greater and is a lot more difficult to kind of quantify into this kind of report. But it's worthwhile thinking about how your business is going to be affected long term, not just the actual immediate cost that it costs you to recover from the attack. But despite all this, cybersecurity remains a priority for management boards, but does not necessarily become a higher priority under the pandemic. Now, three quarters of businesses say that cybersecurity is a high priority for their directors or senior managers. While there have been some fluctuations over the last three years, cybersecurity remains a higher priority to when we first surveyed each group. So back in 2016, it was 69% and it's now up to around 77%. So the businesses that are making cybersecurity a high priority to deal with is definitely on the increase. It's still not at the level where it probably needs to be. And 84% of businesses said that COVID-19 has made no change to the importance that they place on cybersecurity. The report does go on to say that some organisations have increased their investment in IT and cybersecurity in response to the pandemic. And this is obviously in a response to a lot of people working from home. And they say that many organisations have adopted new security solutions, particularly in cloud security and multi-factor authentication, or new rules requiring VPN connections to access files and business data. Now, it's fair to say that obviously working from home has made a massive impact into the way IT and cybersecurity is managed. And I think, as the report will go on to say here in, in a minute, that cybersecurity has become much harder for many organisations. Many companies have issued laptops or tablets to staff, you know, set up virtual private networks, VPNs or expanded their existing VPN capacity to allow more staff to connect. A lot of businesses have started using more cloud services or cloud servers and had to quickly 
adopt their IT environment to working from home. So this is actually a new question in the cybersecurity breaches survey. And the survey found that a third of businesses, or just over a third, 34% of businesses actually have a VPN in place to allow staff to securely connect to the office network. Now, all of these changes of working from home have presented new challenges, and a few of them have been highlighted here in this report. And we could probably have guessed what some of these are. And of course, the direct security and user monitoring have become hard on organisations where staff are working remotely. So we've got, you know, as we said earlier, fewer businesses deploying security monitoring tools than last year. So down from 40% to 35% and fewer businesses, 32% versus 38% last year are now undertaking any form of user monitoring. Now, the next biggest problem with staff working from home has been obviously upgrading hardware, software and systems and this has obviously become more difficult so there's a lot more endpoints now for organizations to keep track of and this has resulted in fewer businesses having up-to-date malware protection on their devices it was 88 percent in 2020 it's dropped down to 83 percent and we found that in large businesses in particular having laptops with unsupported versions of windows is a significant security risk and they reckon that this is affecting 32 percent of large businesses so we all know how important it is to make sure you're on an up-to-date supported version of your operating system. So if you're on Windows 10 or you're using Macs and you're using the latest version of Mac OS, then we all know that patching and keeping those machines up-to-date is an important part of your security strategy. But it seems like large businesses in particular are suffering still with this. And that's quite a high number of large businesses. There's no data to say how many endpoints and or how many computers that would be but I suspect that is quite a lot. Now, the final point on this section of the report, they say that more generally, the pandemic has stretched resources and led to competing priorities in IT and cybersecurity teams, and that in some cases, there was a perceived conflict between prioritising IT service continuity and maintenance work and aspects of cybersecurity, such as patching software. So you can see how businesses have had to make some real difficult decisions as to where they place the importance of what they're doing between you know, making sure that they can continue to provide services and keep things up to date and then you know dealing with cyber security as well and you know making sure systems are kept up to date that they've got malware protection on them vpns and that kind of stuff but the next part of the report here is actually quite interesting is quite aligned with what we do here at m3 networks and basically talks about how, and I know we've mentioned COVID-19 and I promise we won't mention it too much more in this episode. However, there's been a lot of unexpected challenges for organisations and in terms of cybersecurity, the findings in the report highlight that there is more that businesses can do to plan for and ensure they're resilient to future uncertainties. And the survey findings highlight that a minority of organisations have taken action in these following areas here. And the highest one being taking out some sort of cyber insurance. So there's been a big rise here from 32% up to 43% of businesses having some form of dedicated cyber insurance. The next thing being businesses undertaking cybersecurity risk assessments, then testing staff such as through mock phishing exercises and end user security awareness training carrying out cybersecurity vulnerability audits. Now, we would always want to carry out a vulnerability audit along with a risk assessment because they kind of go hand in hand if you want to get a kind of full picture of your cybersecurity posture and your risks. And then 
at the bottom here reviewing the cybersecurity risks posed by suppliers. I'd also add in there, you want to look at the cybersecurity risks posed by your customers, not just your suppliers, because depending on who your customers are, they can also you know, pose a threat you know, to your business, especially if you're a smaller businesses and most of your customers are larger businesses, because then of course you are the small fish and they're the big fish. And you know, it's more likely that if something happens to them, could have a small impact on them, but could have a significant impact on your business, especially if there's some sort of financial fraud or cybercrime involving a supply chain attack. So as we emerge from the pandemic here in the UK, organisations might want to consider what they can do to manage cybersecurity risks in a more blended working environment. So when you've got staff that are, you know, regularly working both at home and office, so whether that's some staff permanently in the office and some staff permanently at home, or it's a mix where staff are spending some of their time in the office and some of their time working from home. So three in 10 businesses, it's 31%, have a business continuity plan that covers cybersecurity. Now, this was a new question in the report this year. So we find that, you know, only 31% of businesses actually have a plan to continue their business or how they're going to continue in business that covers cybersecurity. So that is obviously really low. So there's a huge potential there for some improvement in the UK. We find that a quarter of businesses have cybersecurity policies that cover home working. So it's actually just under a quarter, it's 23%. And a fifth of businesses, 18%, have policies that cover the use of personal devices at work. So, you know, obviously people using personal devices at work and people working from home are massive rise over the last more than 12 months now. But still a lot of businesses being slow to adapt and make sure they have policies in place to cover homework and, and the use of personal devices. And over 4 in 10 businesses, 46%, are now using smart devices in the workplace, so some sort of network-connected device. This is also a new question for 2021 and uh, highlights a potential new area of cyber risks for organisations to address. So what could these smart devices you know, cover? Well, things like TVs. So if you have a TV in your boardroom, most TVs have some sort of smart capability now where they have apps and things installed on them. Again, that's something else that has to be made sure it's kept up to date and you know, latest firmware, etc. Building controls, so heating systems, air conditioning systems, any alarms, any smart speakers, audio systems that you have in your business, you have to consider that a lot of the time now these things are internet connected and do form part of your cyber threat landscape. Now, of course, I'm going to include a link to this full cybersecurity breaches survey in the show notes so that if you do want to spend more time reading into it because there's far more data and information included in this report than what we have time to cover today. But one of the things I wanted to just spend a little bit more time talking about is the use of personal devices. So anything that is not provided by the company is classed as a personal device. So you're going to probably encounter more smartphones and tablets, potentially staff using their own non-work laptops if they've not been provided one to carry out any work-related activities. And the report highlights that around half of businesses, it's just under, it's 47%, say that staff in their organisation regularly do this. And when I say do this, I mean using personal non-work devices to carry out work-related activities. And so BYOD, Bring Your Own Device, has become a bit of a problem, you know, now that obviously the cyber threat 
you know, landscape has continued to evolve over the years. And we also find that although 47% is the kind of overall average, we see that it is much higher in smaller businesses. So what they class as, you know, micro firms, you know, really small teams where it's actually 48% and then it decreases to 43% in small firms and it rises again to 47% in medium firms and then it's 44% in large firms. So it's obviously found that businesses that have lower budgets for IT equipment are more likely to be, you know, encouraging homework and, and therefore a larger increase in the use of personal devices in the workplace. Now, interestingly, the use of personal devices is more common in the entertainment service and membership organisations. What's really interesting here is that they are showing that fewer organisations are actually banning the use of personal devices as a rule. So more organisations than before are going to have to start planning for the possibility of staff using personal devices on a permanent basis, but making sure that you're handling that in a secure way and that you've got the right policies and controls in place. Now, despite everything that we know about cybersecurity and all the facts and figures that are included in this episode today, it's surprising that still only around half of businesses, it's 53%, have actually, you know, actively seeked any information um, or guidance on cybersecurity from outside of our organisation in the last year. So, you know, with so much resources and free information out there, of course, you know, we at M3 here continue to put out, you know, as much useful information as we have and, you know, some of our videos online and things over the last year. There's also a ton of information on the National Cybersecurity Centre's website. Now, I'll include a link to their resources in the show notes today. And, you know, I encourage any businesses out there to at least take heed of some of the advice that they put out there. It's all for free. And a lot of it is aimed at businesses that don't have much resources to be able to give them some guidance on what they should do about cybersecurity. So some of the things I would recommend you to take a look at, things like the 10 steps guidance, which is a free kind of guide on the 10 kind of steps you should take towards cybersecurity. There is the National Cybersecurity Centre's home working and video conference guides. There is the NCSC small business guide. And there's, of course, the Cyber Essentials scheme, which I highly recommend all businesses to get certified with. And I just spoke about that in a recent episode of TechSess. So make sure you check that out if you're not familiar with the cyber essentials. Like I've already said, there will be a link to the National Cybersecurity Breaches Report 2021 in the show notes for this episode. I really recommend that you take time to check that out. There is a lot of information to look at. Hopefully I'll spend some time on some future episodes drilling down a little bit more into some of the weeds and some of the more detailed information within the report. And all it's left to say today is thanks again for listening to this episode of TechSess. Please remember and follow and subscribe to the show in the favourite place that you listen to your podcasts. Have a great day and we'll see you next time. <laughs>